It's me again. And welcome to the late night call-in podcast, your chance to give us a bell and talk about, well, anything you want. We're here, we're ready to take your call. And when I say we're, I of course mean myself and Matt Dower on the buttons behind the glass. And I know a lot of you weren't happy with our first episode. Some of the production was described as being below par because we only had, what was it, three sound effects to work with. We were recording at Matt's house, so that was the only option. So this week we're recording at Podworks in Richmond, which is a facility where a lot of your favourite podcasts are recorded and I'm sure we've got a lot more to work with. What have we got, Matt? Three. Sorry, what? Three sounds. Three again? Yeah, you're supposed to bring your own. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's hear, don't play that milkshake one again. What have you got? (laughs) Well, that's not going to be much. Second one. And let me guess, some other kind of farmyard animal. Okay. Well, have them queued up. We'll we'll probably need them. Any calls? No. Like I say, we're not the only podcast recording here at Podworks. In fact, why don't I uh, take us out of the booth and let's have a listen to who else is here today. All right. Oh. Can you hear this, Matt? All good. Okay. Just down here in uh, Studio 9, this is where they do the uh, the very popular Little Dum Dum Club with Carl and Tommy. And let's just listen in. I think Limo's in today. How do you tell when you get a massage there if it comes with a happy ending or if it's a genuine massage? I can answer this. You can, yeah. Okay. Who else? Oh, here, Studio 12, this is where they record the very popular and recently iTunes chart-topping Ash Williams show. Let's see what he's on about. I don't want to be too dramatic, but um, I, I I thought I broke my dick. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's not even a joke. So. Oops. Don't need to hear any more about that. Something classier? Oh, hang on. Right down the back here, Studio 15, this is where they record the Conversations podcast with Richard Feidler for the ABC. Not sure who his guest is today. Do you remember when you first became obsessed with the natural world as as a kid? I was born in it, moulded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then it was nothing to me but bright. Bane. Oh. Good to see him doing the podcast circuit. Hope he's not using all the same stories he did on uh, the debrief with Dave O'Neill. Come back. Any calls, Matt? Yep, line two. Um, Go ahead, caller. Yes, sir. Hello, is this a call-in program? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, My name's Holcroft, Colin Holcroft. Well, hello. Sorry, what what is your topic? Don't really have one. It's just anything, really. Oh, I've sort of, okay, I've sort of got it. 
selection of topics, if you like. I've got leisure and uh, entertainment. Yep, sure. Yeah, well, I, I experienced a, an afternoon out. Uh, today I went uh, for an excursion and, uh, yes, uh, I went to uh, the bath mat warehouse. The bath mat warehouse? What, what is that? Well, it's, it's like they've largely invested in pretty heavily, really, in bath mats. You know, they've laid their cards on the table with, with a name, haven't they? Yeah, well, it's going to be bath mats. Yes, there's very uh, few surprises yeah. uh, to be had, but I, I sort of, you know, I thought I'll give it a go. But, I thought, you know, I thought it's free, isn't it? Sure. And there's good parking, so I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll pop along. And how was it? Oh, it's, I mean, hard press to recommend it if you're thinking of, you know, looking something to take the kiddies. No? There's no log flume or, you know, the sort of, um, you know, climbing a wall made of tyres or whatever. Antics they get out to the um, bloody showgrounds. I don't no, know. No, it's not that kind of. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's, yeah. it's a bath mat here, so mm-hmm. they pretty much put all their eggs in the bath mat basket. And uh, no, I just thought that I might be, a, you know, kill a few hours in the afternoon while I'm waiting for the um, person to arrive with Meals on Wheels. Oh, um, okay. Which I'm not really qualified for, but no, you know, it's, it's a. It's a I'm probably quite capable of preparing my own meals, but uh, oh. I've got a voucher from someone, and it's, you know, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? They come around here, they've, you know, they've, it's like a, a very revolting sort of form of deliveroo, is how I'd describe it. Is it? It's a, you know, this this food being delivered under clutches. Clutches. So they've got clutches. What are, what are they uh, close? Oh, yeah. Something that mm-hmm. you know, you lift it up, you go, oh, what's on my way to look? Look at this, I've got a, a, a cloche. Yeah. And yeah. they lift it up and there's a surprise under there, isn't there? Well, this is just, you know, basically chops. Oh. So I've wandered off topic. Um, that's right, the bathroom warehouse. And, um, yeah. Mm. You know, I, I don't know if you know, in modern ages people are sort of looking for more of a, you know, Crown Casino or something like that, aren't they? It's not really, you wouldn't say to your sort of partner, oh, Let's um, clear some space in the diary and let's really go in hard at the bathroom we here. No, I mean, it's, of course it's, not. I mean, why do you need a whole warehouse? You know, it's a, a, a reasonable selection. Wouldn't be expected to fill an entire warehouse. I think, no. to me, I think they've overestimated the, the both the demand and the appeal yes. of the, of the bathroom. Yeah. And I have to say, I went there, it's not very exciting. Isn't it? You can be photographers of bath men. It's a bath men of historic interest in the office. I've got that somewhere. I didn't see it myself, but I was in the brochure. Oh. Um, but oh. mostly it's just, you know, big stacks of, of bath men yep. that you can uh, purchase. So I, I think we get the idea. I probably exhausted the topic, I think, really, of re-bath men. I think you did. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It's a, what does it call? Are we live to air? Are we? What well, sort of, sort of. What sort of topic... Um, what about racism? That's always good, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of it down my way, and I don't, I don't get involved in the racism. There's a, you know, there's a race this evening you can go to. I think in this street, because um, they've got a racist neighbourhood. Watch for people just go around the neighbourhood looking for things that look a bit, you know, foreign. And then if there's, you know, they might, uh, they might break out a bit of casual racism, uh, and uh, you know, it's everyone just gets on about their business. Well. Uh well, thanks for all this. Right, okay, look, look, I've got to, I have to go, I have to sign off because I've got to go and um, take part in a local um, event. Yeah, what's that? It's a protest against uh, inappropriate development. Yeah. Yes, apparently the council wants to install a pedophile. Oh, really? Um, I don't know what size 
one it is, but it's, it's, it's very near to a school. Sure. And uh, yes, we're yeah. going to. The amount to see the plans at the very least. I know there's pedophiles everywhere now, but I, I just say we don't want them around here, and particularly with those kiddies around. Personally, I think it's ill-advised, and I'll be, you know, making a stern comment or two from the mezzanine. Well, good luck to you. Well, thanks. I don't, what's, what, what happens now? Do uh, I just, just go, do I? Hmm. Thank you, Colin Holcroft, for calling in to Sizzletown. <laughs> okay, Matt, have we uh, have we got a sound for our TV segment? We- yep. Welcome to What Are You Looking At? And this week I've been, uh, well, having another look at the Daryl Summers show, which is slowly being archived in its entirety on YouTube by Daryl himself. And... Episode I was watching this week, episode 16, often what he'll do is he'll just start leafing through the papers and, you know, looking at issues that are getting him fired up, Charlie Pickering style. And in this episode, it was uh, medical malpractice. And he's uh, thrown to a sketch. Um, Well, have a listen. Look, you've got to help me. I'm being investigated by Medibank for fraud. Oh, I see. Well, uh, tell me exactly what happened. Well, about a month ago, a very attractive, healthy-looking young girl came into my room for an examination. Well, of course, I examined her externally and internally. Complete physical examination. Uh, You know, I couldn't find anything wrong with her. But tell me this. Why are they investigating you? Well, you see, I'm not a doctor. I'm a teacher. How is that reaction from the audience? And to be fair, I have heard that reaction myself many times over the years. Let's just hear it again. Can you bag that sound up, Matt? Because I reckon we're going to need that. I know a lot of people have been watching uh, my ads on Fox Footy. That's all Lockie Hume's doing. He put me up for this job where I'm uh, interviewing... AFL football, I think they're AFL, well, they're footballers. I'm not sure. They wanted someone who knew nothing about the subject, and I certainly fit that bill. And uh, people have been, you know, calling me Mr. Football on Twitter, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy uh, with that title. I've, I've Let's present my credentials, Mr. Football. Well, I've worked with the original Mr. Football, Ted Whitten. If anyone's old enough to remember The Late Show, you might remember him in a boater um, in a sketch called uh, Tedious September with Helena Bonham Carter, sort of Mr. Football in a merchant ivory setting. I actually met him a couple of times and he did crush my hand twice because he was famous for his vice-like handshake. Um, Who else? Oh, well, for years... On Melbourne Breakfast Radio, I got to work with the legendary Lou Richards, famous um, Collingwood footballer. If that's wrong, just drop the correct name in later, Matt. Thanks. Um, Yeah, Lou Richards, uh, he would call in and do a segment every weekday morning with Graham and the Colonel, and it always ended with a joke. And that joke was usually followed by this sound. Yeah, they weren't the greatest jokes. And I always remember the occasion where we were doing an OB, an outside broadcast of the show, which was um, 
I think, uh, on Eon FM at that point before it became Triple M, and we were doing it from the roof of the 7-Eleven on the corner of Turak Road and Punt Road in Melbourne, and that's a pretty busy intersection, and at quarter past eight in the morning, all we could see was cars in every direction, and uh, a crane uh, which had just <laughs> lowered um, Lillian Frank onto the roof of that 7-Eleven, went back down and brought up Lou Richards, and there was a light smattering of applause. And then I remember Tom Gleisner, who was hosting the show at that moment, said to all of Melbourne on the radio, honk your horn if you'd like to hear Lou Richards' joke. And I was expecting like a volley of horn noises, and all you could hear was like, just individual horns from all over the city. And then Thomas said, honk your horn if you don't want it. And he only got that far into the sentence and I heard the loudest sound I have ever heard, the sound of 20,000 people leaning on their horns at the same time. It was like an air raid siren going up all over Melbourne. Lou told a joke anyway, which I think uh, involved Captain Blood, whoever that was. Anyway, um, any more callers, Matt? Yep. Oh, great. Uh, hello? Uh, g'day, Charlie. It's uh, Dave Clacton calling from the Seven Arms Hotel. Oh, g'day, Dave. Uh, where is that again? In Melbourne? Yeah, towards Rosanna. Yeah, on Upper Fuck All Road. Where's that? It's just off Love Plenty Road, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> well, how can I help tonight? Yeah, look, I was just, uh, just calling up to talk about the comedy festival, mate. Oh, uh, but uh, it's pretty much over, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the uh, the one you got in this city there. No? The, uh, you know, your lattes, I think, bloody Sam Simmons or whatever it is you're doing. Surreal as I don't know what it is. It's apparently comedy, but it's not really for me. Okay. Uh, but I just want to tell you that uh, we've got our own comedy festival going on at the Seven Arms uh, in the Carvery every uh, 9th Wednesday and every 7th Thursday. The, uh, the Carvery becomes the busted nut comedy room and right. uh, we're turning on some of the finest acts uh, that aren't really getting a look in in your bloody inner city lefty joints. So, uh, yeah, you want to come out and see a real fucking comedy festival, mate, you want to come out to the arms uh, four Thursdays or six Wednesdays from now. Okay, so who have you got on the bill? <laughs> Who have we got? Well, who haven't we got? We've got uh, Les Cordes, uh, MC, of course. You know, Les has worked. Every act gets a big hand on their, vag- oh. on their opening, of course. <laughs> Sorry, fuck the gang up. Oh. But you know what I'm saying. He's uh, he's on fire at the moment. Uh, who have we got? Uh, uh, we got Billy Cods. Of course, he's an old standby and he's got a fucking fantastic show at the moment. Billy Codds, he's Franklin's chopper. What? Where he does, uh, well, Billy does a brilliant impression of he's Franklin's impression of chopper. It'll fucking knock your socks off. Oh, right. Uh, Flapnack is uh, with us uh, every, I think, every third Seventh Thursday, right. uh, yeah, they're the musical parodists, and they they're fantastic. They just take songs of the charts and you know put the word 
peacock in there. It's right. fucking fantastic. Okay. Um, who else? Who else have we got? Oh, jeez, I tell you what, you have to see Mike Todd's new show. Yeah, what's He's it? doing millinery of the penis. Yes, oh. it's, uh, it's basically dick tricks with, with a lot of uh, hats. Yeah, how does yeah, that? You know, there's like, uh, there's, you know, someone's got the, you know, the dick out, but, uh, you know, they've got a jaunty hat sort of rakishly presented atop the knobs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a tough night's penis-based entertainment, but with a classy edge, if you know it. I'm oh, millinery of the penis. And what else? Oh, gee, I tell you what, uh, we close off the evening with uh, Barry Dickbag's self-harm circus. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah it's much of the, along the lines of your yeah, Jim Rose circus with a lot of, you know, testicular distress mm. and more gratuitous uh, genital mutilation. Oh. I have to say, hopefully it's well after the uh, the food has been served. Yes. Because it's, it's not for everybody. <laughs> Let's just say that. Well... Oh, the- God, I've nearly forgot where we close off. You can pop outside because... From 10.30 till midnight, we've got a fight in the car park. Great. And bring the kiddies. Okay, well, thanks for calling in, Dave, and uh, best of luck with it all. Yeah, thanks very much. That's the busted nut out of the uh, the seven arms. Good to know. Wars Rosetta on Upper Fuck All Road. Cheers. Cheers, mate. There we go. Dave Clacton calling in to Sizzletown. And speaking of top quality entertainment, uh, our album of the week is Get Your Dag On by Damien Cowell's Disco Machine, which, well, by coincidence, Damien is the man who does all the music for this podcast, and I myself just happened to be on six tracks on that album. I think um, my favourite track, which I appear on, would be, um, well, it's me and Celia Pacola helping out Damien and the band with... Where the fuck's the Venga bus? There you go. Bit of a language warning, but uh, well worth tracking down. You can download the album from iTunes or Bandcamp, or you can get an old-fashioned compact disc sent through the mail. And there's a lot of guests on that album. Henry Rollins, Sean McAuliffe, uh, Ed Cavalli, who you might know from, um, from the Team Effort podcast. We're all part of the Disco Machine experience. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Another call. Hello? Oh, okay. No, no. Sorry. Can we lose that map? Sorry, that is my cat. Just do not let him... If he calls again, Matt, do not put him through. He's a time waster, okay? Okay. All he's trying to do is get me to put some more crunchies in the bowl, and it's not appropriate while we're recording. Sorry. Uh, Movies. Let's talk movies. Oh, dear. Cinema. I was involved in cinema of of a sort over the last week. I had to go into hospital and have uh, two cameras inserted into me at the same time. It's not a pilot. I had to have the gastroscopy camera that's down into the stomach and then the colonoscopy camera, which um, it's not bit about the bush, it's up the arse. I was unconscious. 
for the whole thing, but um, they did do them both, I think, consecutively, not at the same time. That'd be awkward, you know, two teams working at opposite ends. wonder if they meet in the middle, like when they dig the Channel Tunnel. Sorry, Matt's looking... Uh, Okay, yeah, it's a bit unpleasant, and we've already had millinery of the penis. I think we need to class this show up, Matt. Can we? I, I think we need to have some uh, some talk of literature and beauty. Let's call Peter Meager. He's the uh, start dialing Matt. He's the editor of the Australian Review of Books, and yeah, I found his number in Richard Wilkins' Black Book. Oh, by the way, they didn't find anything inside me, in case you're wondering. I thought maybe some old car keys <laughs> might be in there. But no, I'm fine. It was just gastritis. I've burnt the inside of my stomach somehow. I don't know, out in the sun, at an awkward angle. I don't know how that happens. Yes, hello. Is this uh, Peter Meager? Speaking. It's uh, Tony Martin calling. All oh, right, For... this is the podcast, is it? Yeah. Which y- one is it, the garret? No. The ink pot? No. The quill? No. Books, books, more books? No, it's... Sorry, we, I, had, it's, I had no one's told me about this. Which is it? It's Sizzletown. Sizzletown. Oh, God. Some sort of um, pop culture sort of thing, is it? Oh. Looking at reality TV through a wry lens, that sort of thing. Well, not really. It's it's late night talkback. Okay, well, I'll try and dumb things down, but I'm sure most of your listeners <laughs> would be aware mm. that I've been the senior editor of the Australian Review of Books. Yeah, sure. For nigh on two decades now, and I doubt there'll be much that goes on in the world of Australian publishing that uh, I'm not aware of, usually in advance. So, uh, and you'd know a lot of our top authors. Well, there'd be a few authors that would uh, even dream of embarking on a project without calling me first. No? Um, Who, for example? Well, Richard Flanagan. I mean, he won't write a shopping list without calling me up, mm. saying, you know, what do you think, uppers and lowers, all caps. Uh, he mm. might show me the first couple of items, see if I like where it's going. But, really? Um, what about, say... Um, Tim Winton. Oh, yes, yes. Tim often uh, will <laughs> text me, usually from on a surfboard or something, and uh, he'll say, what do you think of the word scalloped? You know, shall I use that to describe, I don't know, some rain, a fish, the past, something? And I'll usually say, yeah, sure, give it a go. Really? Put it in pencil first, and uh, when the manuscript comes across my desk, I'll, I'll tell you whether you've pulled it off. But Is that uh, right? So you're... Kind of a guru to yeah, these. Yeah, I remember uh, Christos called me up one day and said, uh, I think I'm going to have him say fuck and then sweep a lot of champagne glasses off a trestle table. And I said, make it a small child. Have him slap him in the face. Right, but you take no credit for any of this. No, no, no. I'm uh, quite content to toil in humble anonymity. Uh-huh. And are you writing a, a book yourself? No, no, no. Although I have been uh, penning my own memoir for the last uh, 25 years. Uh, yeah, what's it called? It's called uh, Deck Old Hinges, and uh, I haven't really got much further than the dedication. Well, who's it dedicated to? Well, it's dedicated to my own Leonine mane. Okay. Um now, you've got a lot to say about the, the state of publishing. Well, look, in- the reason I've been doing all these uh, interviews of late is things yeah. are changing in the publishing industry, and uh, I think we're all uh, fairly aware that uh, nobody is buying books anymore. Well, uh, I mean, people say that, but you can't mean... No, I do mean that literally nobody is buying books. The publishing people continue to pump them out because they've got a business model, mm-hmm. they're sticking to it, but... Uh, right, so no one... 
is... No, I think it's the entire publishing industry in Australia is being kept afloat by 180 to 190 women, uh, 30 or 40 of them in Darlinghurst alone. Um, they're the only people buying books and... Right, the, but, but I read online reviews all Well, the, time. the publishing houses have large rooms full of people writing reviews on Amazon, <laughs> that sort of thing. Is that it, right? It creates the illusion that the... Um, that the but that surely makes your publication well, obsolete. Yeah, well... If, Exactly, and that's what I wanted to say. I mean, we're going to have to change up here at the Australian Review of Books. We're rebranding, if I can use that term, and uh, from the next financial year, we will simply be known as the Australian Review of Tweets. Right. Well, that's going to make for a, a different well, kind I of... Well, I think there's some very interesting writing going on on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Once people like Richard Flanagan and uh, Peter Carey get on there, I think we're going to see really a lot of the small players knocked out because uh, once you get a real literary mind teamed up with those 280 characters, I think it's going to be quite extraordinary. I think we're heading into a new era. Sure, but... Aren't most people on their phones now? Exactly. And, I mean, what was the biggest selling book of last year? It was Kim Kardashian's Instagram. So, you know, pictures are the new words. Um, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, so that means we really only need, what, 70 or 80 pictures for a Miles Franklin nominee. And Okay, uh, but the people posting them aren't going to be up to that standard. Yeah, but imagine if you get someone like, I don't know, Peter Carey behind the lens of a camera. Right. Who knows what kind of Instagrams we'd see, what kind of imagery. Okay. Well, yeah, give Sonia Hartnett a camera. Who knows what she'll point it out. Yeah. So this is going to require, well, a whole new approach from the review. Well, yes, and... Um, you know, this isn't the first time we've flirted with uh, populism. I remember there were a lot of uh, raised eyebrows when we introduced a funny dunny section into oh. the Australian Review of Books. And uh, don't recall that. Damn, well, it didn't last long. I tell you what, I did want to ask you about. Um, a few years back now, the review was the subject yeah. of a literary yeah, well, hoax. Uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a bit of a dark period. I think uh, story's been told many times, but. Uh, for those who haven't heard, yes, there was a sort of um, prank that was played on me as the editor a few years back when, uh, yes, we received some extraordinary um, poems by a very rustic, um, robust kind of Australian writer, yeah. uh, poet, by the name of uh, Robert McMacklemore. Yeah, a lot of filth. And, uh, yes, there's a lot of um, sort of very ribald language. And, uh, yes, we printed them as, as one of the new exciting voices of Australian poetry. And uh, then, of course, it was revealed that um, uh, Mr. McMacklemore had simply photocopied the lyric sheet to the um, Kevin Bloody Wilson album, Born Again Piss Tank. So, mm, yes, well, I was left with egg on my face or, mm. or piss, as depicted in uh, the famous cartoon in the Australian by Bill Leake, uh, ironically. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Now, the Melbourne Writers' Festival yeah. is coming up later this year. Are yeah. you involved? Uh, well, yes, of course. The festival's uh, being organised this year by Marie Cardi, and she's uh, decided to shake things up. And for some reason, at the end of the Q&A with Peter Carey, I'm going to be fired out of a cannon yeah. into a massive vat of pig shit. Well, that should be popular. It's already sold out. Now, before we go, you have a podcast. Uh, yes, that's right. My uh, my own podcast, uh, Meager Insights, is still available at all the usual conduits. Great. 
Well, uh, time to sign off. Um, thanks for talking to us. Thank you. The Garrett, is it? Sizzletown. Sizzletown, of course. Yep, thank you. And that is it for this edition of Sizzletown. I must thank the great Matt Dower on the Pots and Pans, as always. Don't forget you can uh, follow me at Mr Tony Martin on Twitter. You can follow Matt at The Pots and Pans. Matt set up some kind of Facebook page so that all our data can be harvested and sent to, I don't know, Donald Trump. Hello also to Janine Evans, the great graphic artist and thespian who created the logo for Sizzletown. And we'll be back, well, probably in a couple of weeks with more. Cheers. What about racism? That's always good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.